Hey guys, welcome to Journey Podcast. I'm your host Smita Kanturi. You're going to hear a new segment in Journey Podcast as Coach It Forward. Hope you guys enjoy. Hello everybody. I have Michael Overley with me today. He is an energy healer, author and canine partnered energy coach. He has been connecting deeply with animals and nature since he was a child. Now he helps high performing individuals tap into their nature abilities. Sorry, natural abilities using the energy shared by their dogs. That was an intriguing way of coaching, I believe. So this is the first time I ever had anybody talk about including animals into their coaching and how they do it. But thank you so much for being here and sharing your uh, coaching tips and knowledge. Yeah, please welcome to the show. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's, it is definitely something different, isn't it? Um, Absolutely. And, uh, I'm not the first person to come up with this idea. Um, I actually borrowed the concept from a colleague of mine who uses horses and goats in her coaching. Oh. Um, and she does something very different, but I was like, oh my gosh, it makes perfect sense. Um, I had already written a book about, you know, dogs and, and their effect in our lives and how they can help us create an exceptional life and, um, and doing all these things. I'm like, well, of course, the dog is my partner. So I changed my title to canine partner. I was already doing it somewhat, but it changed the trajectory of this completely. Awesome. awesome. So what exactly you do with the dogs are like how the dogs are involved into your coaching? Please go ahead and tell us the story there. Oh, God, absolutely. So um, the dogs are integral to access. And what I mean by that is a lot of people, and I work exclusively with men. I should have, I should have pointed that out up front. Um, men have a harder time allowing access to who they actually are. They don't remember. A lot of people don't remember. But we were raised differently. Men are not taught to express themselves, to show vulnerability and know that they're okay, to show and process emotions in a healthy way. But they can act differently when they're around their dogs than they do even with their, their spouse or their partner or their parents. When, some, when a guy's alone with his dog, he can let his guard down and open up in this completely other way. So that little dog sitting next to him is the key. So I create this other awareness around the man and his relationship with his dog in order to get inside and be able to do some really incredible work. So when you, uh, I think I, I looked into your website and I read something like, yeah, you work with high achieving men. So what exactly the work involves with, like, let's just say if I am a person and I'm down with whatever the reasons that I am stressed out with my job even. Mm -hmm. So how do you exactly start working with them? And what kind of a work would that be? Well, First, we need to get them out of this completely stressed out, overwhelmed, burned out, burdened, you know, whatever space they're in. Um, and for, for guys, we don't, we don't know, again, how to process things very well for ourselves. And we don't know how to discharge all this energy that we have that isn't serving us. It's not helping us. It's keeping, we're in this hype, hyper state of vigilance. I mean, it's like we're in the military and we're special forces and we're always on alert. We don't need to be. So taking someone down energetically from that position to where they can just catch a breath and start to make different decisions and start to see things a little differently. That's where it starts. 
let's just say if, I'm, if a person is really scared of dogs, you will see a lot of people that say like, yeah, I'm scared of dogs, but they still are intrigued with what you are coaching. How do you guide them to get a dog and like, yeah, get used to them? Or, yeah, how, how do you approach that kind of a scenario? I would tell them to go to the dog park. You know, if here in the U.S., a lot of, a lot of places have dog parks. And just go watch the dogs interact and see what dog, you know, catches your eye, right? There's something energetic in there. It's like making eye contact with someone you find attractive. There's, there's an energetic attachment there. So is, is it, there's something about the dog's behavior or the look of the dog or the fact that they might be completely just relaxed and chilled out or they might be boisterous and really fun. There's something there. There's something that's calling to you in that. I also read that you are a life coach and you make people understand their purpose. First, how do you define what purpose is and how do you make through your coaching, like with this variety of coaching, how do you make them realize what their purpose is? Well, um, I'm going to be a little nitpicky here. I don't make anybody do anything. (laughs) (laughs) We're all cautioning. (laughs) Get get over here. You're going to find your purpose. No, God. Oh, if it was that easy, I'd be doing it. How can they realize their purpose? I can say. (laughs) Um, Oh no, that's funny. I love that. Um, Yeah. So it's, it's for them to, to remember again, who they are, what's important to them, not, what, you know, what their mom wanted or what their dad wanted or what their boss tells them they should be doing or, you know, their high, high school football coach. It's, you know, the, everybody else's dreams come into play with a lot of folks. We forget who we are. So what is, what is truly important to you? What is your truth? Some guys find out that they're exactly where they're supposed to be, right? They're actually in the dream job, but they've been looking at it the wrong way. They're like, oh my God, I actually love what I'm doing. But that, that's hard to get to. Sometimes we're so blocked up with these other things. Other guys have gone on and gone, oh, oh my gosh, I'm not doing what I should be doing. This is not me. Yeah. This is totally not me. And, th- and that's just as scary a place to be in because now you have to make a change. So but this is, it's powerful. It is so powerful for these people because now they can come from this other place like anything's possible. Oh my God, look at all the things I've done and accomplished. Oh my gosh, I can do anything. That's what I want to be doing. You know, sometimes you take a a huge hit in pay. That's hard to do. You might have to alter your lifestyle. But if you can do what you're, that you really think you're brought here to do, I can't see anything better than that. Absolutely. When you were mentioning that men are so close that they would don't want to be vulnerable around other people, so on mm-hmm. and so forth. And that's how you created this space with the dog, including the dog in, into their lives. Do you have any personal story likewise before you got your dogs? And I, I think I read like you had dog throughout your life, but were there any period that you don't have the dog or like, yeah, you were so closed in that kind of a space. Is there any personal story from your end? Uh, without the dogs? Yeah, without the dog to have that kind of a thought. Oh, that yeah, dog there was, help you. Yeah, there was a, a span of time. Um, how old was I? Twenty, mm, about twenty-one, I want to say, to twenty-eight, twenty-nine, and I was not a happy guy. I was drinking a lot, partying hard. I ended up getting married at the end of this time. Um, 
and I just completely forgot who I was. I went so far away from who I am, the things I enjoy doing, the the places I like to go, um, people I want to spend time with. I forgot completely who I was and became this other person. Um, and it was absolutely fascinating because, I, you know, going into that space, I couldn't see it. I couldn't see where I was going. Um, I didn't know how I got there. One day after I'd been married for 14 years, I was like, <laughs> you know, but I, at that point I had dogs and they were, I was starting to start to get those lessons. Um, I'll back up even further. So when I was a kid, I had this beautiful dog. He was Australian Shepherd mix and he was crazy. He was energetic and funny and would you know break out of the yard all the time and cause trouble with the neighbors. And he was just amazing. When my parents uh, split, they got divorced. I somehow blamed myself for that. I didn't know what was going on that pushed my dad away. So I got depressed and I had suicidal thoughts. And this dog, would he would just seek me out and come and lay against me and just change my energy completely. And I could just get out of some of that. It was after he had passed and I started, you know, moving out into the world, doing what I thought I was supposed to be doing is what everybody else told me to do that. I started to just forget who I was all over again. When you're having this bad timing that you were mentioning until you got your dog and changed your life, what was your lowest point there and how did you, how, how did you actually like cope with it? Um, I didn't cope well. <laughs> um, I had a lot of anger, a lot of anger. I mean, rage, stuff that I had bottled up from the time I was a kid. Um, yeah, my, uh, my parents were, were interesting. They, they never wanted us to know that there was a, a problem with anything. So they never argued or fought around us. And on the flip side is they never taught us how to deal with our emotions. And I was a sensitive kid anyway. So I, I just took stuff and thought, you know, if, if somebody else's energy was really off, I thought that was mine. I thought that I wasn't okay. So I just crammed this stuff down. So this turned into anger and rage. And feeling unsafe. God, I never thought I was safe until, you know, not even that many years ago. I carried a knife when I was in junior high and high school. And as, a, as an adult, I carried a gun for a while. Oh. Yeah. When you're helping other people, like with, with the dog right now, were there any scenarios or like, were there any clients that came back to you and was like super happy with whatever they have connected with you and how the dog is helping? Would you be able to explain any kind of an example, like what kind of an answer are the replies that you get back from your clients? Absolutely. That's a great question. Um, so there's a gentleman who's a special forces retired um, operator. Um, um, he did his 20. He'd been deployed to a whole bunch of different places that we still can't talk about because it's classified. But he even to this day, has a hard time connecting with his wife and his son. Um, but we've done a whole bunch of work. He connects better through his dog. Now, a while back, he had a dog that passed away, like collapsed dead, and she was not very old. And he just crumbled. He folded. I mean, this, this is a guy who's obviously, he, he's a big guy. He's in incredible shape, and he can 
you know, take you down with his pinky. He folded. He did not know how to deal with it. So from this understanding his dependence on the dog to meet his emotional needs, we were able to start building him back up again. And this other dog came into his life and he's like, oh, he needs a home. He needs a home. Let's, you know, he's not a replacement for the other dog, but so he's opening up this compassion and this other way of being and, and showing love in the world that, um, yeah, I don't know, no, no, it's just beautiful. Absolutely, absolutely. I ha I used to have a dog before. Um, even now I have two, but the previous one, she lived with me for about like 18 years, 18 and a wow. half years. She is a Samoyed. She used to look like a jasmine flower. I mean, the white coat and everything. Uh -huh. She, after she passed away, I mean, she, of course, she's very old. Uh, my dad passed away right before her. And she don't want to walk out from the place where my dad used to sit. So she just sat there for a month, no food, no water, nothing, whatever anybody does or like whatever kind of pampering you get. The best of things that she loved to eat, you, she don't want to get up from the place. She don't want to eat. She just passed away sitting in that same place. That really broke me in different levels. I don't want to get a dog again in my life at all. So she was there with me from my uh, 16, 15, 16 years old up until I'm like 30, 32 something. Yeah, she was like for that long with me. And after she passed away, as I said, like, I'm just like completely closed. I don't want to get a dog at all because that heartbroken thing was like so real. I don't want to like get close to any other dog again. But my, my son was like, yeah, I, I wanted to get a dog. You had your dog like throughout your life. And so like, yeah, he got two of them. One, actually, I got them first for him. The other one was like a gift to me from a different friend saying like, yeah, I know that you love dogs. So yeah, just have her for you. Which is all fine for, for a person who is like so close to the dogs. And if they lose their dog, like the way that you just explained, how do you suggest them to cope from that kind of a loss? Oh, God, that's a great question. So um, you were asking me before about the dog um, on my website. He's also yeah. on the back of my book. And that was Darby. And he was, he was the greatest catalyst for change in my life. And he was there after the death of my brother, and which just tore me open. I had never allowed myself to really grieve anything in my life. So the gifts available to us, if we can be in that space, if we can allow ourselves to feel all that hurt that we normally run away from, you know, we hide from it, we deny it, we just shut down and we start drinking, we, maybe we do drugs, we're addicted to sex, whatever it is. We run, most of us spend our time running away from discomfort and pain. So the gifts that were allowed me by being willing to sit in that and feel it and let it come and just cry my eyes out, you know, just bawling, feeling the actual pain that opened me up and increased me tenfold in my ability to feel what's going on in the world. And it, it, it creates freedom. You're actually creating space for yourself to receive other things. But if you're holding on to all this stuff in there, there's, you know, it's hard for that stuff to get in. We want something different, but we won't do something different. So allowing grief is so important 
It is so important. People are afraid to surrender to that. Yeah, it hurts. It is not fun, but it is so powerful. It is so beautifully put, definitely. Yeah, that is so true that um, you are connecting to things in a different level after that. But yeah, for me, it took a long time to even get to another dog. I, I was closed for more than like 10, 15 years. I don't want to go near to a dog at all. Yeah. I see them on the street. I'm like, yeah, but somebody I'll just like, yeah, say hi and then walk away. I don't want to like, yeah. I feel like I'll get close to the dog. I can't leave it. So that, that's how. So, well, okay. So why? I mean, what, what is it? Or what, what is it or what was it that that dog gave you that you can't give yourself? I literally hand, I mean, bottle fed the dog. Uh, we bought her when she was like 20 days or 18 days old dog. She was just given as a gift to me on my 10th uh, class. And yeah, since then I was just like, yeah, raising her like as my baby. I don't, uh, my brother was like out uh, from the house, like for his college studies, he used to stay in the dorms itself. So my mom and dad were like, yeah, working. And it's just me and my dog all the time. Mm -hmm. And as you said, like, yeah, man, though I'm not like actually talking to a person, but that is my companion for like almost 18 years, day in and day out, it doesn't matter. I, I don't go anywhere out without her. I mean, there, there were no trips outside leaving her anywhere or nothing like that. Even when I got married, I, I got married with her itself. Like when she was there, when I got married, even after getting married, I'm not far away actually. I was like 10 minutes away from home. And every day evening, I used to come home and sit with her for a while and then go back. So it's like that close. And she never let any uh, male kids or boy kids come close to her at all. She don't like boys for whatever the reason, I don't know. But her first boy are like, yeah, man is my dad and then my son. When I gave birth to my son, I, I literally like left my son on the floor for her to see how she's going to behave because she, she never let any kid or like a boy around her. When I let her, let him on the floor, she literally guarded as if like she has to take care of him. She never let anybody go close to him or like, yeah, do let them do anything to him or anything. She was like, yeah, this is mine. That's all it is. She was there with me for, for that kind of a connection is so different. Right now, I mean, though I have two dogs, mostly my son is connected with them more than me. I, I still feel like I'm, I still have the fear of losing them. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I'm like so close with that thought and I'm, I always like keep prepping my mind. If something happens to them, I mean, I shouldn't be crying uh, too much. Or like, I shouldn't be super sad. I shouldn't be broken. Whatever those thoughts are, I don't know. But I'm still having that. So yeah, that's, that's okay. Right. That's okay. The, the, it's amazing how these animals can get so deep inside us. Absolutely. Right? So, you know, you mentioned companionship. There's friendship. There's complete and total acceptance they don't care what you do for work or what your house is like or what kind of car you drive they accept you right now as you are end of story you know and they love us unconditional love they have different personalities absolutely but they don't expect stuff from us they understand a lot more than you think by the way and it's 
and it's mostly energetic. So yeah, they, they learn words from us and, and commands, um, but they have a way with energy that we just can't even fathom. They can't fathom. And that's, that's where I'm teaching. That is so true. That is so true. After me getting my two dogs, almost like 12 families from my friends who never even touched a dog in their life are even seen a dog close to them. They all have dogs right now. <laughs> Everybody complains are like, yes, says to me, like, you are the spoiler for this group. <laughs> you got one and you made everybody get a dog there. Ah, well, think about how powerful that is, right? So there was something that other people, they noticed, they saw with you and the dogs, and there's this energy they felt like, oh, I want some of that. Seriously, I'm, the minute you I'm going to get a dog. <laughs> the minute you walk inside the house after a long day outside with office or whatever, the way they wait and the way they greet at the door is phenomenal. You can't really compare that with anything at all. Yep. Oh, God, if our family members greeted us like that, are you kidding me? Yes. <laughs> that was so beautiful. Oh, it, it's hard. It's, it's powerful work. It's not easy, and it's not for everybody. It is so simple once you get what that is, but it's not easy. My point is there's a lot of stuff out there. Whether or not I resonate with you, there's a lot of folks out there who are doing amazing things. If you're in a place where you're looking for change, you just don't know how to do it yourself. Think about this. None of us really does it all by ourselves, right? We want to say, oh, I'm a self-made man. Well, you've had people all along the way helping you. So what would you do if you needed to get further training at your job? You would seek out someone who could help you get further training, right? Yep. If you needed a good mechanic, you'd go find a good mechanic for your car. Why don't you go find someone who's going to help you with this other problem that you have? Yeah. Is this going to be on, on video as well? Yes. Okay. So here's, this is the hardest one for all of us, I think. Absolutely. I am enough. I'm a million percent with you for that. So that, I think that underlies everything. I think it underlies everything that creates this discord in our lives. So the, uh, the flip side of that. Yes. Yes. You, you are, are enough. So um, it's, it's, it's so simple. Again, it's simple, 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 but it's not easy to get back to that place. So give yourselves a break, people. Remember that you're safe, you're loved, you're being looked after and find someone who resonates with you and go do something exceptional okay thank you for tuning in and you can find me on all the socials at smitha gunturi and the show notes for any resources mentioned see you next week take care <laughs>